Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Welcome to the Craft Heads Podcast, episode 161. This is the podcast about nothing but also everything where Tommy, my best friend and I of 20 blank years, <laughs> and I talk about a particular topic and always have an alcoholic beverage of some kind. This week's topic is about Resident Evil 4, the remake that just came out um, a month ago, a month and a day ago, Tommy. Oh, I think nice. it came out March 24th. It is April 25th, but the good news is, for those of you who are already like, oh, I don't care about this topic, we are going to be bantering a little bit for probably the first 15 minutes, because I have a blind beer tasting ready for Tommy. Let's go. Um, Quote, producer Tara uh, Roz is here. Hello. And... um, we wanted to bring back a bunch of local beers because I was uh, in New Orleans for a work trip with Tara, and we brought back four. There are different breweries, all of them, um, and then I'm not going to give away too much here. It's going to be apparent once you start tasting, Tommy, but they're all like classics in terms of style. So all we're looking for uh, Tommy to tell us here is what his favorite is. There's no right answer. One is not better than the other. We just want to see tasting four different beers, which one is his favorite. And I'm going to be doing the same thing. I've tasted these, but I have not blind tasted them. So you want me to pick out brewery and type of beer or just type of beer? What, what am I What am I trying to you can, achieve? You can, uh, breweries, there's going to be some that you haven't heard of. Um, you can, the f- most important thing is tell us what you like the most. Okay. Straight up. You don't even have to necessarily say, oh, this is the best quality. Just, I like this the most. And then if you want to also guess what type of beer it is, then you can do that as well. Bonus points? Yeah, bonus points for that. Okay. So, again, banter to start off. We have our blind beer tasting, and then we'll move into Resident Evil 4. But without further ado, cheers, guys. Let's get started on number one. Oh, okay. You're right. That is classic. Mm-hmm. But but good classic, right. like, like like crafty classic. I think all four that I have for you today are, they're all good, and a couple of them are great. I think I, I, think I know what type of beer this is. I'm really excited to try to test my palate today, just to okay. heads up. Yeah, awesome. I, blind taste <clears throat> tests are like such a thing for me. They're really cool. The thing about blind tasting in the first one the first beer of the day. When's the first beer of the day ne- not good? Or maybe even not the best. Yeah. Uh, you so know? It's always like, we it's always a though. strong contender. Yeah. You can save some. Okay. We'll do. Um, I, I just, under- to compare it to? <laughs> I was going to put real good and I decided to leave off the good and I just underlined real. So real. it's a real it's, beer. This is real as fuck. Tara, if you want to get the, um, the number two, I'll, I'll, We'll just be waiting for you to return. But yeah, New Orleans was super cool. This was now our second visit, uh, Tara and I. We went there a couple of years ago. I think it was November of 2019. It was right before COVID. And uh, haven't been back since. It's definitely, I feel like it's gotten a little crazier, yeah. especially on Bourbon. We also didn't spend a ton of time on Bourbon Street last time. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I I wasn't like really into that whole scene to begin with. And I just wanted to say, oh, we've been on Bour- Bourbon Street, walked down it. But, like, we spent most of our time on Bourbon Street this time, including okay. including me entertaining clients on it, which was really fun. Oh, this was a work trip? Yes. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I wondered. It, and it was great because the the one, you know, no names, the one partner uh, was, like, always down after, you know, we were done with work because uh-huh. they, they, um, they had some work stuff going on as well in town. He always was, like, you want to meet up tonight? And I was like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> so we, we went out both nights after, after work, which was really fun. But, um, did you guys go to the casino? No, we didn't. Ah. The, the, yeah. There wasn't, there wasn't like a ton of free time. Definitely the, the evenings. The other thing is I actually drove because I don't fly unless I absolutely have to. And it's not such a bad drive for Tara and me. So I actually did some like chauffeuring around for my other colleagues who were there. And, uh, while I had, had a car, I wasn't trying to Uber all over the place, although we stayed in the French Quarter. Nice. So basically at night, like, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. I mean, unless you Uber. Right. Or unless you walk out of the French Quarter, because it's just, I have a feeling I know what this is just by looking at it. But New Orleans is a really cool city, and I would say really no matter what you're into, at some point in your life, you should visit it and check out the French Quarter. It's just really cool. There's a lot of culture, a lot of um, a lot of great food. We've mentioned that before. But above all, the the jazz music that you can that you have access to in New Orleans, oh my God, it is just world-class. Yeah. The live jazz. So, 
Cheers. Speaking, number two. Yeah, we're going on to number two beer, and it's definitely a lot darker than the first one. Yeah, but it looks, it looks, um, both of them have very little head. So I think that when we say classic beer, this is like we're trying to get crushable beers here, right? Yeah. And you'll see whenever we reveal, all will be revealed. You'll know what I mean by mm, that. Okay. A little bit more bitter. Um, should I, I, I already want to say what I thought number one was, and I'll try to tell you what I think number two is. Um, I, I probably am wrong, but the first one tasted a lot like a wheat beer. And then the second one tasted a lot like a red ale. So those are my two my two guesses so far. Tara gave me nothing from her eyes. She just stared at me like I'm an idiot. So nice. I have no Good idea. Job, Tara. Um, really quick, I wanted to mention, Claire and I went on a trip this last weekend while you guys were in New Orleans as well. Yeah, that's right. And we went to Cape Cod, and right before we started started the uh, podcast, Alex said, "Why Cape Cod?" And I and I purposefully didn't answer you. I don't know if you oh, remember yeah. that I never yeah. gave you an answer. No, I didn't. We just moved on. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even perceive it as being ignored. I just I have the attention span of a goldfish. So, well, I think a couple other things happened, but I, I now wanted to answer you now that I'm on the podcast. Um, Claire and I are idiots. We booked Cape Cod thinking it was in Maine. Isn't it in Massachusetts? Yes. And uh, we just totally got that wrong because we were talking about how we've never been to Maine, either of us. We booked it. We like, we're like, oh, we're flying to Boston and then, you know, drive over to Cape Cod and we'll be in Maine. Nope. You're still in Massachusetts and we still have yet to go to Maine. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, it takes um, ignorance. No. <laughs> it takes a lot of, of uh, confidence to admit that. That's yeah. a pretty hilarious mistake. Yeah. I like it. We really so fucked that's, up. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Plus, like, it, one thing that Tara and I learned, whenever you think of the Northeast specifically in New England, you kind of think like, oh, everything's in driving distance. No, nah, there's there's still a lot of space up there. You know, <laughs> yeah. like if, if you flew into Boston and wanted to like drive really into Maine, like you could still be looking at probably a six, seven hour car ride or yeah. more, depending. I think from Boston to Cape Cod, it was three hours to where we were staying and Really, I mean, besides, like, I, I won't bore you guys with the details because I know we talk about traveling a lot on this podcast, but the, the the lobster rolls were really good. It was not quite in season for Cape Cod. It was very, very cold. So we had, like, the entire city to ourselves, uh, and thus the hospitality was amazing. There were two things I wanted to shout out really quick. Number one, when we got in, it was 9 o'clock, and because it's out of season, uh, 9 p.m., um, nothing was open and a pizza place that had just closed down, uh, turned their oven back on for us. And oh. it was like a Greek and Italian family. And like, we met the owner, we met the son, we met the aunt, you know, everybody was there and they flipped on this, um, their, their pizza oven. Uh, the name is new England pizza in, in uh, Cape Cod shout out. You guys were amazing. And I, and I left them a big fat tip and loved their, um, their son that was, made me a drink and everything. It was just a really fantastic. And let me guess, you didn't give him a card. <laughs> I knew you were going to I knew you were going to ask and I was I'll, trying to glaze past I'll, I'll, it. I'll see if they're on uh if they're on Twitter or something, you know, so we can Thank tag you. them, shout them out. But that's what a great story. I love that dude. Uh funny enough, I'm technically you didn't answer the question. So, let's say Cape Cod Maine existed. Yeah. Why Cape Cod Maine? <laughs> For the lobster. Okay, for the yeah. lobster. And, and, and were you crossing Maine off the list too? Yes. And, okay. Yes, gotcha. we were crossing Maine off of our unvisited state list. Um, and one last thing I wanted to say, because I mentioned that we got there late, we got there at 9 p.m., it was because I have a new most hated company. Oh, boy. Uh-huh. So, I don't even know what mine is. I have so many that I, I can't even think about. What's your most hated? Do you want to cheers to number yeah, three to first? The, to the downfall of whatever company this is. <laughs> I'm blindly subscribing. Uh, Kite Car Rental. K-Y-T-E. Fuck you guys. Yeah. And now we're on beer number three, and I'll tell you after this Perfect. why I hate them. I can't wait. Um, car rental companies are uh, malignant growths in society to begin with. I, although there are a couple that... I got to sip. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have strayed from the couple you're about to say, I'm sure. Hmm. <clears throat> this one, I'm going to make sure we get back to the beers eventually, but. Uh, huh. Huh. I want to call it a lager, but it's too bitter for a lager. So maybe I'll just go Pilsner. 
Because right. I think that's I think that's a classic way to say like Pilsner is like a bittery a bitter lager. I'm gonna go through all of these again toward the end before I make my judgments on on my favorites. But uh, the I've, I've definitely had very bad experiences with more than one car rental service before. But the two that I have come to view as tolerable or dare I say even slightly positive Ooh. are Alamo mm. and is it. Is national one? It's yeah. great. Uh, national and Alamo, and I actually choose Alamo now. And and it's it's also very easy because they don't have like a loyalty program or anything. They're just like these are our rates. They're cheap. <laughs> Your spouse drives for free. Blah blah. You know, like everything's good. So and and usually, um, you know, you pick a class of car. You don't typically pick a specific one unless you get there and they're like, hey, there's three over there. You can pick one. So um, Alamo solid. I would anybody needs a car rental. Tara and I travel quite a bit. I will tell you, we have good luck with them. So that's me giving some positive love to one. But. Okay, good. Well, I I need it because I need a new rental. Company. Oh, dude, <laughs> totally check out Alamo for um, sure. So Kite, it's I guess it's a new it's a new techie. It's not necessarily a car rental company. Right. I think it's like a ride share ride rental, like, almost like Turo. Yes, yeah. yeah. Actually, it's it's very much like Turo. And um, but the thing is, and you tell me, maybe. I'm, I shouldn't hate on them so much because Claire kind of thought this was partially my fault. Okay, I blame the company. Tell me, tell me what you guys think. But um, should we wait? We just got beer number four. Thank you, Tara. Should we try this one too? Um, or, before we do, uh, and, and keep your thought, Tommy. Yeah. Another one that I keep seeing show up is called Sixth. Oh yeah, Sixty. Yeah, Sixty. Yeah, I don't use that either. They're great. They're actually I had good. So stuff with them. I, I was going to because their rates were lower when we were booking. We're going to Puerto Rico in May. They'll probably, I'm sure there'll be a, a podcast on that. But I was looking at their rates and they were the cheapest. But one thing, one huge thing I noticed, they were not unlimited mileage. And like, oh, yeah. I typically don't fuck with that. Like, yeah. I just, I need to know that I can do whatever I want whenever I want. So, okay. but I'd be willing to try them out if I knew 100% sure, like I was going from point A to point B, this would be a bad trip to not have unlimited mileage because you guys uh, are just going to trek out yeah, and see the yeah island we're going to be all shit. over okay. but um all right yeah number four let's do this cheers cheers salud oh brushing <clears throat> up on my spanish i i'm dude i'm on like a 35 day duolingo streak because i'm getting huh. serious about mastering spanish and i was like i need to get practice real world practice in puerto rico so i'm gonna brush up now Leading up, so I'll have two months of practice in before then. Um, wait, no, we're on Crushables. Sorry, I'm speaking out loud without saying what I'm doing. I'm tasting this beer, and my initial right was a Dippa, but I don't think it's a Dippa. Um, and I didn't say Crushables. Okay, maybe Cla- I'm right. Classics. Is okay, what I sorry. Said. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna it, say Dippa. I shouldn't have said anything at all because first of all, I'm introducing a, an element of bias, and second of all, it depends on how you define classics. But you'll understand when we're done. But okay. You're. What were you gonna say? Oh, kite. Earlier? So kite. Yeah. We arrived at Boston. Uh, kite is since it's not a typical rental car company, they can't operate at the airport island. So we Same had to We had to drive off the island for somebody to meet us with the car and drop the car off to us. So when I booked this, I said we we're going to be there at 3 p.m. The flight was a little delayed, but they gave us a window, you know, leading up. It said uh, your your car arrival will be there between 2.45 and 3.15, okay? we The flight was a little delayed. We landed, and it was like 3.05 when we landed. And I was like, oh, we got to get our bags and get there. We're probably going to be just about 10 minutes late, you know, 3.25, which is the exact time that we arrived. Okay? That's important to the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the uh, kite, when they arrive, they are only allowed to wait 10 minutes once the car person arrives. The car guy arrived at 3 on the button. Okay? So he was only allowed to wait 10 minutes. And I said, can you wait another 10 minutes? They give you like a 10-minute buffer as well. So they wait. So he waited until 320 Mm-hmm. And then said, I can't wait any longer. We have to charge you a fee to reschedule and somebody will be out here in two hours. So we had we got there at 325. My original window was 245 to 315. And they give you that 10 minute buffer. They should have waited in through until 325. And I was we were in the Uber and I was calling the guy and I was like, 
can you just wait five more minutes? And he was like, nope, it throws everything off. You're going to have to reschedule. And he left me five minutes before we got there. That, that is a dumb business model. Yeah. Like, to me, that's not solving any problems. Yeah. That's why it's, it actually introduces more problems to an already frustrating process. It, yeah, I agree. So, I agree. So, uh, Especially because they're not down. doing it at the airport. That's the main problem. Yeah. Like, there, there are too many variables for A, for you to have that small of a window to be able to pick it up, and B, to not know a specific finite time that you're... Yes, I know. <laughs> that you need to arrive at. It would be dip- like, let's just say the app or the schedule, the appointment says 3 o'clock p.m. Mm-hmm. If you are not there by 3.20, we are peeling out. Mm-hmm. At that point, I would say, don't use them again. That sucks, but you're at fault technically because mm-hmm. that's a very specific, concrete schedule. Doing the 2.45 to 3.15 window adds another variable layer yeah. that it, it's it's impossible to plan for it, it, fuck it, all that that's that's stupid i'm i was mad because it inconvenienced me but taking a very broad look at it i i understand the model here but you're you hit it nail on you know spot on whatever that it's it's not feasible. Yeah, it's, <laughs> with it, the amount of variables that go into travel, it's, it's not, just not. It's feasible. not making anything any easier or yeah. better. Which that's what a, a a startup or like a small technology based business is supposed Should to do. Do exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, tell me about these beers. Let's do it. Um, Tara, was there anything else we needed to add? Uh, needed to add about New Orleans? I don't think there was. We we talk a lot about travels. Go to the dungeon. Oh my God! Yeah, real <laughs> quick. There was a place called the Dungeon. Good call, Tara. Um, it was. It was. I saw from the outside. It looked. It just looked kind of like dank and interesting, and obviously has a fun name. It said since 1964. I think that was the day. Don't quote me. And I looked it up online, and I like visiting places in in cities that that I would quote call an institution. Okay. And it had like 1,500 reviews, and I was like, all right, this is a local institution, mm-hmm. clearly. And I wasn't sure what to expect. There weren't that many pictures online, especially because when you go inside, there's signs that say no photo or video, which I love. I think we need more ephemeral experiences (laughs) in our society. We go inside, you know, they're playing some metal or rock or whatever. There's like that creepy red lighting. It's a very claustrophobic bar. It's it's like labyrinthine. You can go up and down staircases and hallways and shit. And the beers were cheap too, which was awesome. Five, six dollar beers and a lot of the prices were pretty fucked in New Orleans, so this this was a nice little respite. We went upstairs, and like it was a tiny little room with a second bar. Nobody at the bar because it wasn't super busy. Little uh, wooden platform flooring with like what looks like the the barrels in a revolver, like the chamber. I'm not even using the the correct terminology here, but the the thing that that pops out and you put six bullets in. It looked like a cross section of that, the cylinder cylinders. Oh. I don't know. It looked like a cross section of it and it was hanging from the ceiling. And I was like, what do they do here? <laughs> and this one guy, you know, like with a beard down to his dick, he was like, Hey, you guys should come back up in like 20 minutes. I'm going to be like hanging a woman from the ceiling with ropes. And I was like, all right, we'll be back. <laughs> we went downstairs, got some more beer, go up. And it was a $20 cover charge. And I was like, you know what? I've spent money on far weirder, or, or I should say dumber things in this. I was like, I'll give this a chance. They're you know, I'm 20 so, per person. Yeah. Okay. And I was with one colleague of mine. It was just three of us. You know, we didn't know what we were getting into and it was fairly tame for the environment. And I think some of the things they do get into at, at times, this was only on a calm Tuesday night and they were suspension artists. Yeah. So like this, that's cool. Shorter, very fit, insanely limber woman. And this guy, you know, he like ties her up and hangs her with all these ropes and, it was interesting, and like I said, I have spent twenty dollars on things that were far less valuable of an experience than that. So it was a um, you guys really had a cool. mini absinthe experience from Vegas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah very. And I know how much you guys loved that. So and it was very, it was very small and intimate. I mean, this room was like seven by twelve or something. Twelve people in the room. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and, and, you know, it was really neat. So that was a cool experience. Thank you for reminding me of that, Tara. Uh, before you run down on the beers, Tommy. What are your favorites in order? Um, number one. I think number one's my favorite too. Okay. And not because it was the first. All right. Just tell me what it is. Okay. Number one is the Paradise Park American Lager. Ah, 4. shit. 4.4%. 4. 
God dang it. I, I'm already, I'm already wrong. Also, I, uh, so we just had pizza and stuff for dinner and you guys did hot sauces. Yeah. That might actually be affecting your taste buds mm-hmm. as well. Thanks for giving me that, uh, that way out there, Tara. Yes, Tara. And, and we, you know, we're far from beer sommeliers technically. I mean, it's picking out exactly what type of beer it is completely blind. Like that's actually extremely difficult despite how much we drink. I, I it's more telling and craft heady. And I think to say like, this is what I think is best, you know, but so, I know I got the second one, right? The, especially from the color. I feel like <laughs> Tara, what is it? A beta Amber. Okay. 4.5%. Which, which is a, yeah. is it a red ale or is it a lager? Amber. Amber lager, I think. It's, I think it's an amber lager. Well, I hate my dick. <laughs> well, I mean, it is a red beer. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I said ale and another Did, amber lager got I swear wrong. it says amber lager. So. Yeah, you're probably right. I'm sure. I have a little fancy. That was my second favorite, by the way, was the you know what? Vita. That's what when, we were drinking at the dungeon. When I first... Are you sure? I thought... Oh, I I, no, no, no. I think we had Purple Haze. I'm pre- oh, I, remember, I love Purple Haze. Yeah, I remember the logo. <laughs> we were drinking Purple Haze. Um... This amber lager, like it tasted good, fine up front, and then it has a lingering aftertaste that I think is like kind of great, actually. So, big fan of that one as well. Go ahead, Tara. What's number three? Number three is the Bacchus Blonde Four Point Eight. Blonde ale. Fuck yeah, me. that was a straight up blonde ale. It is my least favorite. That was your least favorite. Mm-hmm. Um. I remember really enjoying this whenever I had it there. I'll be honest with you. I think my least favorite, my least favorite is either three or four. Initially, it was the fourth one, which Tara is. It is Gnarly Barley. It is their Catahoula American Lager, 5%. American Lager, huh? So now I am biased because I was like, oh, three or four is my least favorite. I would have to say three was also my least favorite. I, I don't think any of them are bad. Um, when we were in New Orleans, fresh out of the can, my favorite was actually number four. Mm. I remember that gnarly barley one. And, and actually, I also have since looked them up. And they're like a pretty, pretty esteemed brewery. Like they get a lot of, a lot of love and, and positive reviews and everything. But right out of the can, that was when we were going out with um, my client that one night. I was a huge fan of that. So I, I think they're all good. I think the I think one two and four are are by far better than number three, and then the favorites probably tie between like one and one and four because I really like the amber lager from Abita. It's just I think one and four are a little bit uh, more drinkable for me. Yeah, and my and mine was simple. It was just one two four three in order, and um, I got them all wrong. <laughs> lagers and ales I should have known I, I shouldn't have said anything at all but what I meant by classic is like lagers pilsners ales you know because mm. we've been doing we've been hitting a lot of those pretty hard lately so anyways um, Tommy that was that went on a little longer than I expected which is not a bad thing but for now for those of you who uh, don't care about video games or the Resident Evil franchise uh, thanks for listening uh, and we'll see you next time but now we can dive into the the topic of the evening, Tommy, Resident Evil 4, we've been doing a lot of sift puh. Sift puh, save it for the podcast. Like we've Tommy and I have spoken very little about the content of the game. So let's just because <laughs> we've been saving it. Let's dive right in, Tommy. What how do you want to start this? Um what the heck? I have I, I put a, an, another thought on here um that's unrelated to the game that I'm gonna end. The, the day with remind me okay okay i'll do my best and if i don't then i'll just ask you later and we just it won't be on the podcast but that it's interesting great. material if for those of you that want to stay around okay sounds good um so i have a lot i had a lot of gripe with re4 remake in the beginning and i'll just tell you it it beat them all every every gripe that i had I ended up loving about oh, the game. Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah. yeah, so we started off, like, Alex and I, they, they released a demo, like, a week before mm-hmm. the game actually came out, and I told Alex right off the bat that I thought that the aiming was really clunky and delayed and sluggish, and uh, he agreed with me. I, we might have talked about that on a prior episode. In the demo. In the demo. Uh, they fixed that. Not 100%. It is definitely more sluggish than other 
than than like RE2 and RE3, I would say, for example. But it it worked perfectly in the end. Okay. So that's one thing that I that I'll just say right off the bat. I think you probably agree with me on that one, right? I would. Yeah. I do mean, you, do you think it was sluggish at all, in your opinion? The the controls? Even I would say even after an hour of playing it, no. Yeah. It, but again, the demo, I did notice it. But you and I both agreed, like it's a demo. It'll the final product will be good. Yeah, and it was. I wonder if I wouldn't have played the demo if I would have even noticed the sluggish yeah, controls maybe at not. all. But that was my very first thing I wrote down. Um, Stranger. Yep. What I it, we they changed the voice actor mm-hmm. for the merchant. Yep. I was so upset. I I actually put my head in my hands, Alex. I was so mad. That's amazing. Because Alex and I recite. The merchant voice all the time. Yes. Ah, I'll buy it at a high price. We'll say, we'll say bullshit like that all the time from the original RE4. They changed him to like a Scottish guy. Yeah, instead. it is weird. He has like an identifiable uh, accent. Yeah. Like a UK accent of some kind. It, I, and I do think that was weird. You texted me right away and you said, I love the new merchant. I, I, I thought it was weird. Okay. But what I was going to ask you next is... Did you wind up liking him? Because I did. I wound yeah. up really enjoying it. I, d- I did too, because I feel like he, the, he stayed true to having all of the same phrases yes. for the most part. Yeah. There was a little variation, but but he kept the good shit that I loved. I agree. And I can't, once again, I came around on it. That You'll notice a theme. I come around on yeah. all of my gripes here. So um, the mer- the merchant, um, I was talking to to a friend in previous podcast uh, compatriot, Nick, and the he was saying he started falling in love with, uh, you know, he also wanted some like more true to the original exact merchant. And he was like, I am starting to really like the one phrase where he says, got some good things on sale, stranger. Yeah. And I was like, actually, you might not realize this, but he said that in the original one. And I was like, I wouldn't expect you to know that you didn't play it 48 times like I did. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, I loved everything about the merchant. I li- I actually liked the new accent um, we'll get to the shooting gallery, but that kind of played the shooting gallery kind of plays into his accent. It like makes you wonder about his backstory or whatever the fuck. I don't know. But uh, yeah, just really enjoyed it. And one of the quotes from the original game that I say a lot out of nowhere is uh, stranger. What are you hunting elephant with that? When like when you buy the hand cannon? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's word for word what it is. But. I'm assuming you didn't get to the hand cannon yet, right? Um, here's some really awesome news. What? I think the only way to unlock that is with one of the really difficult challenges, like maybe S plus on professional or something. They must have patched that because I played several rounds of Mercs, mm-hmm. which we'll get to, and I got access to it. And oh, I, nice. I am. I have not. Within so again, it's one month and one day. I finished Resident Evil Four in its entirety. Several, I finished it on Sunday. I immediately rolled into New Game Plus and got like eighty percent of the way in the same day. Wow! Okay. I I literally I'm at the you very blitzed. I'm at the very very end of the game on my second playthrough that I closed in like thirty six hours. Okay, like in, in a window. It, yeah, because my first playthrough and I was insanely thorough. Did a lot of backtracking. Blah blah blah. It was twenty eight hours. I'm about to beat it and I'm at nine because I wanted to do one more good enjoyable like co- still collect things because I'm going to be doing my speed run next on assisted. Okay, because you got to clear it in under like five and a half or something. So are are you going for all the challenges? Yeah. Okay. I, I thought I thought Bobby, you weren't. I I wasn't because let's we need to talk about the shooting gallery. Yeah. I wasn't because I thought there were going to be more horrible things for the shooting gallery, and thankfully there are not. Okay. Now, as a Resident Evil purist and completionist, I was pissed off because I don't like knowing that I technically did not 100% the shooting gallery. I 99%ed it. I'm actually docking the game a perfect score for the shooting gallery, among other things, because there are a couple of them that are just, they're just unreasonable. Did you not get three stars on all of them? No, I got S's. Oh. No, wait. Three stars and S's, yeah. I got S's on everything. I did. I only got two stars on the very, very last one, and oh. I decided it wasn't important to me. Okay, because there are no challenges associated with that. Right. Understood. Um, yeah, and I think I might have. 
I might have influenced you from the beginning because yes. I got into the shooting gallery and I was like, I'm getting three stars on everything. Yeah. And then you yeah. were like, I don't, okay, I guess I have to. Well, too. No, trust me. I naturally, even without your influence, I would have wanted to because, you know, that's just a thing. Like, it's yeah. Resident Evil, I got to do everything. But between that very, very last one and like the one that they have a bolt gun in it, I was like, Fuck this. I mean, yeah. I was I was raging about it, but I I did all the challenges related to it, and it's behind me now, so that's at least good. You know, I came back to it because there was the one challenge associated with um, you have to hit every single... I want. I just handed the Catawba lager. It smells like a cigar. Think cigars. Yeah, it does. Oh, it's great. Yeah, it does. Okay, I, can, I, can, I got you on that. Um, so yeah, I was just saying I came back to one of them because I had to get a challenge where you cannot miss a single shot, and I kind of missed the shooting gallery. Even after all of that rage, I was like, this was really well done, and I'm just... Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. it aside, seriously, aside from that one particular one, it is very well done and fun and challenging. And by the way, I sit here and say I'm raging... An attempt might take anywhere between, depending on when you fuck up, 10 seconds to a minute. Mm-hmm. And the longest I ever spent on a single one was probably 30 or 40 minutes, yeah. which is a lot. But like, I'm kind of making it out to be a bigger problem than it is. But well, the, it's frustrating when you don't get it, though. Yes, it is. And all of Tommy's, uh, whenever the first time he was watching me do one, him doing the catchphrases, what, what's the one you always say? You're an artist, mate. Yeah, yeah that one, it's so good. And Dude, the music that is like, it's like a mix between like pirates and it almost sounds Hispanic to me when the bonus time comes out. That shit, oh my God. (laughs) Oh, and speaking of music, the music when you are like talking or in the menus with the merchant, 10 out of 10. Ooh, I I don't know if I paid enough attention. I'll have to listen again. As soon as I I put it on later, you'll just be like, oh. Because you you might not know it now, but you love it. Trust me. You're probably right. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on from the merchant and his, and his illustrious shooting gallery. Um, I have so many things, so I don't... I mean, I have, like, probably 12 more notes, so what do you want me to do? Just keep flying through mine, and you can jump in when you want? Yeah, totally. Um, so I have on here, and it's another thing that I came around on. It's much harder to dodge encounter flying object. Like, like when they throw axes at you mm-hmm. or uh, Molotovs or any of, or like TNT for that matter. Yeah. It's so much harder than it was in the original to hit those things, in my opinion. Yeah, I would agree. The best thing, especially like an axe, your best bet is knocking it out with yeah. your knife. Yeah. As far as dodging goes, that's like not really even an option. Unless you're literally running 90 degrees perpendicular to it, like you're going to get hit by it. Yeah. yeah. Which so I agree. So I, at first, I was kind of annoyed by this, but the first game is too easy, you know? And it, I feel like they, they made it, it... This is one of their ways of combating that and making it a little tougher. I would agree with that. Okay, um, next thing. Yes, go for it. Upgrading ammo not does not refill the mag. Okay. How do you feel about that? You initially, I think you said that was a gripe. And by the way, some some original... Non-purists might not even know this. When you would upgrade your capacity on a weapon in the original one, you got a totally free magazine. That was huge, especially A, early in the game, B, any time with the Magnum, and C, the final upgrade for the Striker or Jailbreaker. What was it called? In the four? Striker. It was called the Striker? Yeah. yeah. Are you sure? I'm 95% Four and positive. five each had the same one, but one was called a Striker, one was called a Jailbreaker. I wonder which one it was. I'm I'm pretty sure Striker was the original. Okay. I, well, to be contrarian, I'll say it was Jailbreaker. But anyways, okay. um, th- the final exclusive upgrade for that in Resident Evil Four, it might still be in in, in the in the remake as well, was a capacity upgrade to a hundred shotgun. So shells. you got a hundred <laughs> shotgun shells. Yeah. Anyways, you asked me how I feel about it. Th- this was a wonderful change. Like, First of all, would have been too easy. Mm-hmm. That definitely, like those entire magazines are a big deal or like 20 sniper rifle rounds, that would be a huge deal. The other thing is I would, because of my nature and like resource management and everything, the way my brain works, I have to get a full mag. <laughs> that would literally interfere with how I played the original game and I hated myself for it. So I was glad that the developers took it away from me. Yeah. It kept me from being an idiot. I when you told me that, that's that made me like it too. Good. I was like, you're right. You know, that's actually 
even though it's a uh, quality of life downgrade, it's in our case, it's a quality of life upgrade. Perfectly put. <laughs> That's exactly how I felt. Want me to do a couple? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, the extremely delightfully violent death death sequences were awesome. I thought they were actually, yeah, I agree. They were, there was some new stuff. You know, there was new death scenes. I was encountering new ones all the way until I beat the game. I didn't see that many. Dude, it's one of those things that sometimes you just have to die a certain way. And like, if you never die that way, or if you don't die that often, you're not going to see that much variety. But I saw some like shocking things. I I remember that one of my favorites was one of the Ganados. Yeah. Put his hands up on my face and... And put his thumbs into my eye sockets. And I was like, that's really excessive. This is amazing. <laughs> I, I was an incredibly huge fan. I, I can't even to... remember all the best ones, but some of them were just so graphic, like exploding Leon or just outright cutting him in half. Like mm-hmm. very uh, unceremonious. Love this it. might be a good time, or not now, but afterwards, to look up a YouTube video of all of the death sequences. That would be, that's a great call. Um, I have two more, so I can, I, mean, I have a bunch more too, but I'll just fly through these two. Um, the charms and case customizations, mm-hmm. really cool. Loved that, that, that was a brand new thing yes. that they included in this one, and, and it was cool, except what the fuck is up with the RNG on it, where it's like melted to that playthrough. As in like, yes. I Alex, th- there's only maybe 30 charms in the entire game that you can get, and Alex, when when he first, I was sitting with him when he first went to the vending machine and got his first charms. He got both of the legendary charms. Yeah, that was bullshit. And I I played an entire 24-hour playthrough, never got one of the, the, the charms. And I did literally every combination that I could have done. Yeah, so... That what, was not fair. What Tommy's talking about, and weirdly enough, I got lucky, so I'm happy, but this is tied to the magazine thing. I am glad they did this in the sense that... At, Maybe not so much for the charms, but like, for example, charms can sometimes get you bonus ammo when you're crafting ammo. If they did it as a thing where you could just keep reloading until it worked, I would just scum save and waste time and keep reloading and make sure I get a bonus one every time. And like, again, I don't want to do things like that. So I kind of like that it's already written into the game. Like this is if you craft 50 times the ones that are going to proc are going to be three, four, 17, 21. You know what I mean? Like they just write it in. It's kind of like a Hades run actually. So, um, I was a fan of that personally. You can, you can quasi exploit it in the sense that let's say you saved up a ton of little medals from the shooting gallery, silver and gold medals. Yeah. Let's say you had 30 of each and you wanted to start off by using all your, your triple gold combinations. Cause the more gold you have, the rarer they are. Let's say you plug in three at a time gold and you do that like seven times in a row and you never get anything. That's almost impossible, but let's just say that happens. You would basically, for that playthrough, write off using triple golds. Reload your game, start doing two gold, one silver. Basically, ride out that combination until you get a bunch of shit in a row. Then you would reload and do one gold and two silvers and then three silvers and then you you get to a point where you're going to run out of metals and chances are you're going to get most of what you're looking for in that first run. And then in the second run, all that shit gets restarted because I remember I had sort of maxed out my triple golds to the point where I was getting shit and I didn't have enough to get, to get past that, if that makes sense. In my second run, I did three golds and it was something brand new. Mm -hmm. So again, I understand why you were annoyed. I had really good luck. I do like that it doesn't force you to just constantly reload and like optimize because that, that does kind of suck a little bit of the fun out of yeah. it. Yeah. So. Well, th- thank you for that explanation, and and I still I, I disagree with you. Yeah. I, I, I kind of hate it. <laughs> well, I wish that I wish that it was completely random the whole time, so it awarded the person that was going to reload the game a million times until they got exactly what they wanted that they could do that. As I mentioned, that sucks the most for the charms. Yeah. I think it's a good idea that they didn't do that, or that they stuck with this formula for like crafting ammo mm-hmm. that that was the difference that i pointed out earlier yeah the charms just like let let me be a completionist and get all the charms in one playthrough oh. um i only got three cases do you 
I think there's only three customizable ones you can get without downloadable content. Never bought one. Okay, cool. I, I just stuck with the original, what is it, like, bet more pistols? Drops more handgun ammo. Yeah. And then the second one I have is drops more large resources. And the one I'm using now is drops more red herbs. And it's actually... Those are the only three, yeah, that I remember seeing. Yeah, yeah. and there are more, but they're downloadable content. And, like, no. So... <laughs> And speaking of cases, auto sort, huge quality of life. Thank you. Just go Thank into you, your, developers. Go into your inventory, click the thumbstick, boom. No more, no more manual sorting. Tommy, you take over for a few. Huge gripe. Okay. And, and it's this one did I did not come stayed, around on. Okay. There was no cutscene QTEs the entire game. Yeah, it didn't bother me. Dude, that was the best. That was my favorite part about RE4. It wasn't true to the original, but like I didn't like I wanted to. I wanted to jump over the lasers. I wanted to fight Krauser with press A and B to block his attacks. I didn't and shit. think about the lasers. That's crazy. That's crazy that they took out the lasers. Is, is I can't, it? I can't believe I never even thought about that. I think that is one. I of mean, the- fuck, they put that in a movie. Exactly. Yes, yeah. I know. That's. That's a, a a point against them, yeah. I was like, I was blown away even after the cre- like the official Krauser knife fight that you actually do. Yes, with no QTEs. That's just like you blocking his attacks and yeah. punching him and shit. I was like, oh, for sure they're gonna throw the laser the laser room in here. Yeah. Nope. I thought the Krauser fight in the original and in this one were annoying. I can't believe they didn't do the laser thing. And speaking of Krauser, Krauser is a fuck. His voice is. You said Krauser sounds like a little eight-year-old boy, and I could not agree more. Yeah, I can't remember exactly what I said. I might have said something stronger than that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no you for sure but did. I, I definitely said, like, it was, I think I spe- I said, uh, <laughs> he is so fucking cringily, and then I'll, I'll let the <laughs> listeners figure out the rest. But yeah, that, that's what I said. Cringe is the, the top word there. Yeah. Like he... His voice is Awful. is legitimately it's like a higher pitch, yeah. And he is a tr- like a, a certified badass, yeah. So physically. like yeah, physically. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you hate him because he's an enemy in the right. game, but he should have had a deeper voice and a cooler voice. Yeah, the the original game and voice actor nailed it. This one was he's just like Leon, get out of the way. Yeah, it was, you know, it's like super high and cringy. Not good. Um, I have uh one that I want to know if you noticed. Okay. It, I, I, did, I didn't notice it later on in the game, but in the beginning, if you are up close with an enemy and he's like right, like a like a Granada is right in your face or Ganado, Ganado is right in your face. Leon actually did a thing where instead of pointing angles out, the gun, yeah, instead of out having his arms outstretched, he would bring it back close to his face. Yes, and I thought that was so cool. Fuck yes. It did was, you have that in there? It's not in my note. I'm yeah. glad you brought it up. I definitely know what you're talking about. In general, the way that you interact... Oh, you just gave me another one that I didn't write down. Two things. There's one place when you're in, a, in the waste disposal area later, whenever like Ashley extends that little bridge for you mm-hmm. and Iron Maiden comes out. There's a dangling power cord, and if you like walk into it, the physics of it around you are perfect. Like It'll like it'll sit on your head or it'll drape on your shoulder. I, like, pl- I played with it. I, I just thought... I love little touches like that. And the other thing is, anytime... Leon goes outside and it's raining. Yeah. He sticks his hand out like this, like he's sad. He's like, oh. Yeah. It's it's real cheesy, especially because you can run in, out, in, out, and he'll do it a hundred times, which again is absurd, but it was just a fun little thing that they put. So I really enjoyed your, the way he interacts with his environment. Yeah. Um, I, I have another, another boo bad call. Okay. That I didn't come around on. Okay. The assault rifle needs sniper ammo now instead of SMG. It only it used SMG in the first game. I, I don't think they even had an assault rifle. They did. I'm. I don't think they did. Fuck. I, I don't think <laughs> I'm there pretty was. Sure. I, yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. What well, uh, the um? They had the uh, AK-47 though, and I know you know That's that. Five. Huh. All right, they, well, they, dude. They added. We'll come back. They to actually this one. added a lot of guns in this one. Most of which, to be honest with you, I didn't even touch. Yeah, same. I stuck with the Red Nine most of the time. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the assault shotgun. I never actually upgraded to the Jailbreaker neither, or Striker. Neither did I. That yeah. was one change that I made. Uh, the riot gun was fucking awesome and insanely powerful, yeah. especially if you took the upgrade all the way, like with an exclusive upgrade ticket or maxed out the gun. I loved that thing. Um, I, so big, a big plus for the developers here. I have that they, I thought it was so impressive 
the way they redrew the atmosphere. But as faithfuls, as us being faithfuls, we knew exactly what room we were in from the first one. Yes, I agree with that. And actually, I'm going to piggyback off of that. Multiple places, they stuck true to the essence and like the soul of the music, Mm -hmm. but it was new music. Mm -hmm. It was not the same. But the two things I really, really noticed in particular were uh, there's one room that you go into and like there's a a, a walkway that you go across to get to a chest, but it it pulls you down into the room and you find in the original, there was a rocket launcher in the case that like that music has this haunting, like tinkling to it. And it had that same spirit in that area. And also like the warped music that would play uh, whenever the bugs would come out, the, I can't remember what those are called. The big flying, horrible things. It starts with an N. I thought, I thought those were also G's. Uh, I, I, I think they're either a U or an N. I'm pretty sure it's an N. Actually. Okay. But regardless, the flying bugs. Yeah. Uh, I really liked how most of the music matched up to where you were and what it sounded like in the original. So that that was a nice little love letter for sure. Let me do a. I don't know if I want to call this a drawback or not because it's it just is a matter of fact. There were a couple of entire ass sequences taken out. Like, uh, tell me, tell me which ones Dude, you're talking about. First of all, before you. It was before you get into the castle, and I can't remember if it's after you kill the the Benito, or I don't know if it's Benito, it's something else, Mendez, whatever, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and get his eye. There's that area, you take a tram all the oh, way down. Yeah. That was completely taken out. That was interesting, I do remember that, yeah. That, um, that entire ass lava room in the castle was taken out the lava room yeah there's like moving pedestals and lava flowing. oh it's, yeah yeah it's like you're inside a volcano which yeah. makes no sense but it was still missing probably um, for that reason because it made no sense sure yeah the there was a cage fight with the garador they kind of had that though but you weren't stuck in a tiny cage right you yeah. definitely were in the and that was that, be, that was just a cut scene instead of you actually fighting in that tiny cage it was just a cut scene now yeah you were like in 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 that prison downstairs yeah. but like this this was like a i picture like a parakeet cage mm-hmm. that you were stuck in oh wait a minute i know the cage you're talking about yeah in After your, the three-headed animal yes, yes, yes. Uh, puzzle. Correct. Yeah, so like visually they had it, but you didn't have to fight a Garador, which is probably a good thing. Um, and dude, there was like a whole underground-ish... It, it was around the time of like the mine carts and stuff, maybe between the castle and the... Or like toward the end of the castle, where you went underneath and there were there were... It was almost like a tomb... And it was sandy all around, and there was a, uh-huh. a chainsaw guy. Yeah, it was right. It was before the um, the mine carts. And yeah, yeah, and yeah. They just didn't have that, that whole thing was gone. Yeah, yeah. But they doubled down on the mine cart. They, they did. had two, it, like probably in place of it, and it was fun. Yeah, I actually like the mine. It wasn't like an. There's nothing worse than when you're replaying playthroughs of a video game, and it's like, oh, here's that sequence. Yeah. Speaking of, I liked Ashley's sequence better. It's a little more interesting mm-hmm. than the original. But they took out one of the most important things, like uh, like we were talking about earlier, the the, the QTEs to get to get away from the. I never loved those. Okay, but they were scary. They were definitely scary. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Yeah, those um those walking suits of armor yeah. were really cool. I think they did a good job with them because like they weren't easy, mm-hmm. but they weren't terribly difficult. It either. took me a lot of tries not not to beat the. Uh, I would say you know how they had the three challenges to beat like uh the 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 dog they had like the a super a, soup, knight. a souped up dog a souped up knight and then iron maiden the iron maiden yeah. you know like they, they had all of that at the end are you calling regenerators iron maiden the ones that are spiky are called iron maiden ah. the one without spikes are regenerators gotcha thank yeah. you um i have one thing on here that i need to talk to you about okay did they 1000 percent? even though it doesn't make any sense Used Ralph Fiennes as Sadler's lookalike or Sadler's model. Oh, I didn't Dude, even think that about is that. Ralph that sure, Fiennes. That sure does look like him. I was like, "What the? F-? This is they. They had to get his approval for this because it looks just like it, him. Yeah, he, he. It looks like him slash Voldemort. Yes, obviously. Yeah. 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 By the way, um, don't quote me on this, uh, friend Adam. I think it's Rafe. Oh yeah, I think I have heard. I that think too. it's Rafe yeah. Fine. 
Yeah, I think. He is a weird fucked up it name, and like, I caught it wrong. So Sorry. Every, so everybody knows it looks like Ralph Fiennes. That's what yeah. I called him when I was younger, and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm enunciating here. Um, no. Oh, that was amazing. No Ashley health. Yeah, yeah, Great that's clutch. Quality of life. Yeah. Fuck that. It was so excessive in the original that across multiple playthroughs, it made sense to give her yellow herbs once you maxed out. Yep. Because she had a health bar. It, yeah. it, now she gets knocked down and you have a chance to save her. If you don't, she dies. Go ahead. Let's, uh, let's high five. Leon can sit on the throne again. Oh, good call. <laughs> Very important. And it specifically says there's no time for resting. Yep. Love that. It was in a slightly different area. Last one, it was near the laser room. Yep. This was the actual throne room for Salazar. Yeah, Ramon Salazar, I think. They did a terrific job with him because mm-hmm. he is... Ugly as fuck. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, he is even more repulsive than he is in the original. I, I just think they nailed that. Um, speaking of Salazar, the huge stompy stomp statue that like with oh. the moving hands. Yeah. That's not in that either. Yeah, you're right. The statue's there and it breathes fire, but like that whole sequence is altered. Yeah, that they combine the statue into the, the uh, clock, clock tower. tower. Correct. Yeah. So, so another, I, I loved pointing out like all the substantial changes, but you know, I wouldn't say any of them were better or worse. It was actually just enough to kind of, you know, keep it a little bit fresh, which they, I thought was cool. It was, they 100% kept it fresh, and I love that about it. Yep. Um, I, I thought for sure, and I have it on here, funny enough, I say, no refrigerator jump scare, exclamation point, ugh. And then I put dot, 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 never mind. Yep. Because I, I typed that in when I got to the part where it was at the first time. And then it was just like a couple of rooms later, yep. and I was pissed off about it, but it still came at me, and yeah, I was like, ha. I, I feel yeah. like, to go back to what you were saying earlier, most rooms you could tell what they were modeled in, or modeled after from the original. I did notice the order was sometimes moved around a little bit, which, again, not a bad thing. It was just not like step for step the same thing. The village was pretty damn close Yeah, there. they did a really good job. Yeah. And, and I think, honestly, I think that's like... That, it's kind of a tie for what's the most important slash what I like the most. Like, the island is by far my least favorite part. Yeah. Of it's not bad. It's just, after the village and the castle, like, it's it's just like, all right, well, this isn't as good as that. Right. So, um, one other major difference that I can think of, and that might be the the rest for my differences. And I only have one more thing myself. Luis, Luis dies a very different way. Yeah, how did he die in the first Sadler one? Sadler kills him with a, his fucking tentacle penis. Okay. <laughs> like, he, he he impales him and, like, picks him up. I, I was looking out, like, trying to picture the scene, and you said and tentacle penis, penis yeah. and that's exactly what I thought of. Oh, perfect. Yeah, and, and uh, he gets a very unceremonious Krauser knife death in this one. So yeah. that was uh, a big difference. Uh, if you have one left, let me fly through mine, and you be the end. Okay. Uh, you'll be the anchor. The, the backtracking, they just nailed in this game. I yeah. loved, you know, getting a key and going back to a certain spot, uh, a small key and going back in the village or getting that cube thing and getting mm-hmm. treasures. Of, I mean, that's very, that's very Metroidvania. And I love that. Um, I actually, speaking of Luis earlier, this is another transition, Luis and the Spanish. One of the, f- the very first note I have in here from when I started the game was I was listening to the Spanish and it was very specifically European well, Spanish, uh, Spanish. Vosotros? <laughs> no, well, like with the the, ass, the, uh, the TH sounds and the uh, S's okay. a lot. I thought that attention to detail was really nice for like a, you know, for the for such a huge, important remake with a giant budget. That was neat. Uh, and speaking of Spanish, I had to laugh. Every single time I died and Luis was around, whether it was in the, the village house or whatever, he would just say, no me jodas. Yeah. And... I was so confused because I happen to know that Hoder is one of many ways to say fuck. That's the base infinitive. And getting very literal, that means, that would mean don't fuck me. <laughs> Which I was like, why is he saying that? Yeah. It's almost like you die. And he's like, oh, don't fuck me like that. Yeah. Like you dying. Yeah. And I, so I put it into Google Translate and I think colloquially it means don't fuck with me. Oh, and I, that's still weird. Uh, yeah, I wonder if for, he's a, say, for a Leon death, that's strange. And I wonder if he's being like, oh, "Don't fuck with me." Like, 
Are you actually dead? Yeah. But the way he, he's every time I die, he'd be like, "No, mate, hold us." And <laughs> I, I was like, "This is so." What a weird thing for him to say. I'm glad you said that because I had no. I, I just I just wrote it off. I was just like, I don't know what that you means, can. But you can hear that though, yeah. right? Yeah. No, I can. I can hear him I, saying it, but I just didn't know what it meant. I love it. Um, one more entire area they took out. Okay. You're on a giant construction vehicle with Ashley going down like a tunnel. Oh, yeah. Which, yeah. yeah. So that was another thing they, they took they, out. Instead, they put her in a crane, like using the wrecking ball to open up a, a wall. Another weird combination because there was one tiny room, I think, in the original where a wrecking ball swung in and like broke something. But it was insanely minor compared yeah. to, it was a much larger role. I thought that one. that's what they did instead of the uh, driving down the street. Uh, sequence where you're in the back of the yeah I mean probably both truck. okay you, you know, like they combined elements mm-hmm. um and let's see here I have what what's my problem here creaky boss in containers <laughs> underground what am I talking about here? <laughs> what? creaky boss in containers underground creaky uh, are you talking about uh v- v- the v- Verdugo Verdugo I don't know man. Uh, that that whole thing was done very faithfully and awesome. Uh-huh. I loved that that fight. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. I'll if I think of it before the end of the podcast, great. If not, whatever. Um, I did. I think regenerators were a little too annoying in this one. Like with the biosensor scope. Like sometimes they you, weren't. You you'd hit it perfectly. You'd hit the parasite in their body perfectly. That was annoying. And they like, wouldn't the go away. The hitbox wasn't appropriate. Yeah. And sometimes, let's say it had three in its body. You pop two. And like all of a sudden it would just plop on the ground. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like give me literally a fraction of a second to move to the right to get the other one. So those were annoying. I thought regenerators were way less scary too. I And, and I was going to mention this when you were talking about music. The The regenerator music in the first one was, was, was the scariest part of the game. I agree. And this time, they, they the ever slow slight change in the music I thought was detracted from the game. Kind of like bit. I was saying earlier, you can tell they're channeling that, but yeah. this was not a good. This one was not well done. Correct. I agree with you 100. percent The only thing I do think that was scary was sometimes when they would plop out of those sacks, yeah, and they're on their stomach. If you were staring at it, there would be nothing on its face, and all of a sudden, two orange eyes would just appear. Oh, and like you might have to show me this. That was about. well done because that was fucking freaky looking. Did you know that you could see them through the sacks with your no? Thermal I never gun? looked at that. If you pulled out your sniper mm. in like rooms where there were sacks hanging, you could see which sack had them in. That definitely would have been good to know. Although I was such a completionist in the in my first playthrough that I I deliberately wiggled them all because I wanted to kill them, which oh, nice. is just dumb. But I'm at the end of my list, Tommy. Uh, Merck's is awesome, by the way. We, <laughs> we didn't cover that. There is, I have one last comment. I'm curious if there's any chance it's what yours is. There is another thing that was missing, and it's arguably one of my favorite things. Favorite things? Yeah. Ooh, and it, so this thing missing is one of your favorite things? No, no, no. The thing that's missing yeah, don't was say one of your favorite things. Okay. Uh, on the count of three, we both say it? <laughs> yeah. One, two, three. Louis Vuitton! Yes! Yes! That's my last thing, dude. <laughs> we're, we're so dumb. I chose my words we're carefully in love, there. You yeah. mean? So Louis Vuitton was the... <laughs> the boar yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, those things that were like boar helmets. And they had this stupid single-armed handheld makeshift piece of shit gun. Yeah. In the original, or, the, or they had the sledgehammer. Yeah. You know? and, and those guys, like, if they just made them outright additions, that would have been fine. But instead of, like, the giant black dude with a beret and a Gatling gun, like, yeah. he was iconic. Yeah. He, JJ, I think, is yeah. his name. I don't know why. And they, he was even in five. I think they still had charms. JJ charms. Yes. But they don't have him in the game. It's really weird. So maybe, maybe we'll fi- we'll encounter him in Mercs eventually. Maybe, maybe that's a really good point. So, oh, that's that's so amazing. I we can't possibly top that. That was the perfect way to end it. So, thank you for the love fest on Resident Evil Four, Tommy. I initially, several hours in, I was like, "This is a perfect game." It's not perfect. It's real fucking close. It's a nine point five. I would agree that it's a nine point five, and um, you know, like I'm, I'm just, even for people who haven't played the first one, hundred percent play yeah. this it game. Does, it does not have to be. I, I say the same thing about Resident Evil Two remake. The Resident Evil Three remake was good, and like I, it, it was, it was 
it was good. I'll just leave it at that. The Resident Evil 2 remake and Resident Evil 4 remake, those are like two of the best games that have come out in the past decade, hands down. Well, and I mean, obviously we're biased, but I still agree with you. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Yeah, because like I am not so uh, naive as to say somebody who didn't play and love the original Resident Evil 3, if they said they weren't a big fan of the remake, I would totally understand. I'd be like, yeah, that's by far the weakest of this this rebooting that we have going on here. So. Um, I have one last question for you, if mm-hmm. you don't mind. Yeah. What do you think, if you had to guess, and because I'm a speed run boy, I love my speed runs, what is the world record speed run for New Game Plus on professional? On professional? Yeah, like every video game has a category that like the speedrunners kind of like gravitate towards where everybody runs that category. Yeah, yeah. This is the category. It's it's any percent new game plus. Okay. So professional. So hardest, are, hardest category. Are in-game skips and things like that permissible? No, it's a, the only thing you can do is like you can, you know, hold Y to skip the scene. That's yeah, pretty but, much the uh, only What thing. I'm asking is like there are ways to skip bosses. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's included. There, there's There's... I, and and I'll tell you afterwards because it's probably not worth it to hear on the podcast. But there's there's a way to. Well, I'll just say now you, there's a way to skip the Mendez fight completely. Uh-huh. I've watched that. That's actually the only one I know of. But I yeah. know there are multiple things like that mm. that you can totally fly through it, it, with the those exploits. So glitches are allowed. What is the hour and forty seven minutes? Oh, it's pretty close. Is it really? Yeah one one minute and, oh, one minute one hour <laughs> and twenty eight minutes. Oh my god, that is just so insane. Yeah. And and it took you and I twenty ish twenty some hours to beat it our we, first time. We could do that as like a drinking night instead of watching a movie. We can watch this guy's one twenty eight playthrough. That would be so funny. Wow. So there you have it, folks. Resident Evil Four is awesome. Resident Evil is awesome. Uh, this franchise has brought more good to the world than it has bad. So. And it's brought love between my best two, friend and I. Two, two boyfriends. <laughs> yes, indeed. Thank you, Tommy. Thank you for listening, everybody. Limp dick. Limp dick microphone. Yeah.